this is Steve Carpenter, Chief Supply Chain Officer for Yakima Chief Hops. And uh, usually my sidekick for these podcasts is Mike Gettle, our CEO. And uh, he got detained uh, traveling back from uh, Vancouver. And so here we are. I've uh, enlisted a pinch hitter here at Yakima Chief. We've got Nicole Wetzel, who is our key accounts manager. And uh, she actually has a little bit of experience with these podcasts, right, Nicole? Uh, you helped out with the uh, CBC podcast, grabbed the microphone, and interviewed a, f- a few folks. So welcome to the podcast, Nicole. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Good. Uh, we also have, uh, as a special guest today, we've got Sam Richardson with Other Half Brewing in Brooklyn. And uh, we're happy to have him on the podcast today. Uh, to talk a little bit about uh, beer and a little bit about baseball and a little bit about hops, too, uh, which is, uh, from what I understand, at least one of the key ingredients of beer. So, Sam, uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, Thanks for having me. Sam, tell us a little bit about your brewery. Uh, We're here on the West Coast, and uh, I know that uh, you were very gracious enough to send us a couple beers to taste, which we will... uh, do over the course of the podcast, but tell us a little bit about Other Half Brewing in Brooklyn. So Other Half was founded in January of 2014, and we, at this point, we pretty much specialize in in IPA, um, Imperial IPA, and yeah, we're we're the first brewery to open in Brooklyn in nine years when we opened in 2014, so we're kind of at the front end of a new wave of Brooklyn breweries. And <clears throat> yeah, I mean, we are a, we are a heavily hop focused brewery. So we like the sounds of that. Uh, I figured. And, and, and what's your role with the brewery, Sam? So I'm one of the co-founders and I'm our brewmaster. Okay. And, uh, we have, uh, the two beers that you were gracious enough to send out. We have a, uh, small Citra, everything, uh, which has a little East Coast hazy look to it. Um, tell us a little bit about that beer. Is that a session beer? No, it's actually just a standard strength IPA. Um, we have a we have a beer that we originally produced out the gate called All All uh, All Green Everything, and we kind of have a bunch of different riffs on that beer. Um, this is a that's a ten that's a ten and a half percent beer. This is actually just a six and a half percent beer, and it's citra focused. Um, we have a few other beers in the series, like we have all citra everything, um, and those are all single hop beers. We have, uh, you know, that we that we produce, and we always want to try to throw in a more regular strength beer in there too to make it easier to crush a few. Yeah, it's uh, it's a very nice beer. Uh, it's got a good. You you can really tell that. Uh, that's a citrus-centric type type beer just by the taste of it. Um, it it's a very nice beer. Uh, Sam, how did you uh, how did you get involved in uh, brewing? So I grew up in Portland, Oregon, and I just there was a lot of craft beer around <laughs> at that when I was growing up. So I, I think I just got early um, early influence and. I just wanted to do something that involved using my hands and also that made me think a little bit. So uh, I ended up at Oregon State and they did their fermentation science program and I've worked in breweries ever since. 
it's almost 17 years now. Yeah. And I got into working in, in breweries in Seattle and Oregon. I mean, Seattle and Portland originally. And then 11 years ago, I moved to New York to take a brewing job. And I've been here ever since. And six years, uh, you know, six years ago or so, we started working on starting other half. Yeah. And here we are. Go Beavers. <laughs> Go Beavers. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we Cougars, we, uh, we like our brothers, uh, our land grant uh, university brothers down in uh, Corvallis. Uh, we we've got a lot in common, so we we Beat like egg it. schools. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yep. So uh, so you moved to New York and uh, worked at a brewery there, and, and decided to uh, venture out on your own here. Uh, looks like about four 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 and a half years ago. Yeah, I mean, the process unfortunately is much longer than that. We, we were working on it for a good six years total. It takes a long time to make anything happen in New York. So, And like I said, that there's not a lot of breweries in New York. When I first moved there, there was only four breweries in existence in the city limits. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't think that the Department of Buildings had any concept of what we needed or what we were supposed to be. So trying to get inspectors in to look at things was difficult and takes it just took a long time. So. So do you uh, do you follow the local baseball teams at all? Um, you know, I follow I follow kind of both of them. To be honest, I'm not I'm not strongly in favor of one or the other, which is uh, a tenuous place to be in New York because people are very <laughs> adamant about it. But as a transplant, I'm not super. Uh, I mean, my my father-in-law's a Yankees fan, so I probably should side with him as much as possible. There you go. You either bleed Mets or Yankees over there. Yeah, yeah. There's no middle. Yeah, ex- yeah exa- exactly. It's kind of um, like Chicago. You're either a Cubs fan or a White Sox fan, and you can't be both. Uh, but, uh, um, yeah, so uh, the Yankees did uh, make it to the playoffs again this yep. year. Um, and I know Nicole is our – she's our resident catcher here. She's uh, She knows all things baseball and uh, – one of my confidants when I want to talk about uh, my frustrations with what just happened with the Mariners, uh, which uh, uh, the one thing about the Yankees, they kind of reload every year, right, Nicole? Yeah, for sure. Yep. Uh, But, yeah, they're out of the playoffs now, and uh, we would see the Yankees trying to reload this year. Um, I'm sure that they'll go out and try to pick up Manny Machado. Uh, he's uh, busy right now as he's still in the playoffs with the Dodgers. But uh, we'll see how that ends up. Uh, uh, do, you, do you make it out to any games, Sam? Uh, t- to be honest, the only games I went to this last year were Mets games. But um, I, was, I was invited to go by, by friends, and I ended up there. But, uh, yeah, I've been to a couple this year. Yeah, good. You're not so busy that you can't go watch a baseball game every once in a while then, right? So uh, usually you can go drink beer, but that was so expensive to drink beer at the stadium. So no. yeah, so if you don't want to go watch the game, you can at least go catch a buzz on a nice IPA. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've actually we've actually kind of come a long way in New York, too, in the last few years. Most of, I think both the stadiums have craft beer in them now, so... Yeah, the uh, Micklers has a uh, uh, brewery right there at, at the uh, Met Stadium, uh, I believe. Are you able to get any of your beers in the ballpark? So it's not a huge priority for us at this point because most we sell we sell about 
75 uh, 75% of our beer on premise other half and the rest of it we self distro throughout the city just in kegs mm-hmm. so none of our package the package product doesn't leave our brewery okay that's actually a pretty nice position to be i think um, a lot of the uh, larger breweries once they get to a certain size uh, they're pretty much forced to uh, put it in the can or bottle and, and, and get it out that way. But uh, 75% on-premise, uh, that's got to be a nice position to be in. It allows us to control the, the quality of our product a little easier. We don't have to worry about it sitting on a shelf somewhere. And, and yes, it's a, it's a better margin. It allows us to, to focus on upgrading our brewery, fixing our brewery, and also trying to uh, pay our employees really well. Yeah. Sam, I know you uh, uh, grew up in Oregon. Uh, have you been back to the uh, Pacific Northwest for hop selection in the uh, um, in the in the recent uh, recent past? Up, oh, I was I was in Yakima last month. Oh, cool. Yep. Um, so you got it's, to, the, it's did you get for to, us? It's one of the most important things we do every year. So you got to participate in the selection process. Yeah, we we find it to be really like we travel a lot uh, representing the brewery, and this is one of the things where we're traveling to ensure the quality of our products in the in the upcoming year. So we, uh, you know, we we take it really seriously. Um, our brewery in general, we use upwards of six pounds of barrel average for hops we love the so, sound of that <laughs> <laughs> so you know it's a it's incredibly important to us i mean that's like something that we are trying to showcase yeah nicole i know you were intimately involved in selection this year and it was a busy place across the street for uh several weeks uh what uh what was your experience this year compared to years in the past um, I thought it was really great. I love the new app we launched this year. I don't know, if Sam, you got a chance to, I'm sure you got to use it. I really like how yes. we have a new portal. You guys get to go back to the brewery. You have that information to access. It keeps track of it so you can see what you're selecting, what you're looking at. Um, a lot of the cuts this year were really nice and clean. Um, a lot of overwhelming feedback on the positivity of the vibrantness of the hops and the lots we showed customers. I think we had another really good year. And overall, it's really awesome to see the excitement around the selection and the customer process coming in here. So I hope you got to experience that as I did with a lot of my customers because it's just it's great to make that connection and get you guys connected with our growers and our family farms here in the valley. Yeah, I mean that's why we come out every year. It's a uh, it's it was a I think for a long time it was a piece of the puzzle that was missing for a lot yeah. of brewers, especially small small brewers, and the ability to connect like that is you know, is, is incredibly important, especially with so many breweries have gone to such, uh, you know, <clears throat> the amount of the pounds of hops are using for the amount of beer they're producing is, is gone up significantly, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just, a, it's a really, really important connection. I think it's good for the farmers to be able to talk to brewers and get, get feedback, not just on quality of hops, but also where the industry is heading and yeah that's the reason we have the word connect in our mission statement we uh we love to hear that uh, we're helping to facilitate making those connections because that's really what we're all about as a grower-owned company and 
The neat thing about uh, the selection process, Sam, I'm not sure if you're aware of it, but the comments that you put down on these hops, our growers can't wait to read those. And, and good or bad, it gives them valuable information to tweak their management practices the following year to uh, make sure that uh, uh, the hops that they produce are going into uh, some really world-class beers. Um, so it's, it's vitally important for us to make that connection on the other end as well. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think it's a, a, a very valuable tool. Yeah. Beings, we've got Nicole here. And I know this is a baseball podcast, but Nicole is a huge Jets fan. Do you make it to many Jets games, Sam? Uh, I've never made it to a Jets game, and I will admit that I'm probably more of a Giants fan. Okay. Nicole, uh, you're going to go to a Jets game here, hopefully sometime in the near future. Yeah, I'm hoping to get out there um, to see him in December this year when it's nice and cold. and go freeze my behind off watching my team hopefully win and not throw some interceptions this year. Sam Darnold's kind of hit or miss. So yeah. here's hoping. Maybe if football doesn't work out, he can be a baseball player or something. <laughs> right. uh, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Go pitch for the Mariners. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm just about next in line to pitch for the Mariners as bad as they did this year. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sam, how well do you throw a fastball? We might uh, be recruiting terribly. you back over in Seattle. <laughs> terribly, I pl- I did play a little. I played a little baseball in high school, but I am I am not a great baseball player. Yeah. So you grew up there, right in downtown Portland, or one of the suburbs? In in downtown, yeah. Okay, no, that's a great place. That's uh, the the craft beer culture there is just amazing, um, and uh, there's a lot of great breweries down there. Uh, we had some meetings the last couple days uh, down in Vancouver, right across the river on the Washington side, and there's some uh, interesting breweries popping up there as well. Um, I don't know if they come, sure. come across the river to get away from the, uh, the income tax or what it is, but uh, uh, what you guys are doing all across the country and really all across the globe is absolutely amazing. And uh, it's an honor for us to play a small role in uh, helping you guys make great beer. I also, you know, just to comment on the on the beer culture of Portland, um, I think one of the things that's that's most important about it is you can you can have a lot of people motivated to make beer, um, and that's part of that culture. But the other thing is that in a place like Portland, there's been beer craft beer for so long that it's ingrained in culture to drink craft beer, mm-hmm. um, which is something that we're kind of working on more on the East coast. I think we're, we're a little behind the curve, but getting people to visit breweries and be more engaged with the breweries and, and just, um, thinking, you know, they go into the people that go into the store and just automatically buy craft beer is at such a high margin of, of beer purchases in Portland compared to places like New York. And sure. it's still, we're still working on that. Yeah. So what do you think? I mean, growing up in Portland, you were deeply uh, involved in the beer culture there. You understand it. Um, what's the biggest differences between uh, the Portland beer culture and the New York beer culture? Well, it's it's shrinking, but 
it used to be that it used to be that people people didn't really know what what it meant to go to a brewery in New York because there were no breweries. Mm-hmm. And you know the thing in the thing in a place in in the Northwest in general is that people spend a lot of time that are, people that are into beer spend a lot of time visiting the breweries, going directly to the source. And there was no source in New York. There's four breweries and 12 million people. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a that's a pretty that's a pretty off number. <laughs> sure. When you have a city of like Portland with a million people in it and a hundred breweries, um, but I think that you know the biggest thing was just that people people in Portland were at the point where again they didn't think about going to craft to a craft brewery. They thought about going to a brewery. And that happened to be a craft brewery. Mm-hmm. If you if you get my drift, yeah, it's just it's so part of the culture that people aren't really they're not they're not making the distinction. They're not like, oh, I'm going to a craft brewery. They're I'm going to a brewery. Uh, and I think that's one of the things we're we're still working on that culture in New York a little bit, but it's catching up very quickly. Mm-hmm. So you think the future of the uh, craft beer culture in New York will eventually evolve? towards what portland or san diego or seattle or some of the other west coast cities have maybe new york is a new york's obviously a very different place i mean to some degree it will but new york's very big and and very diverse and people from all over the world that don't necessarily have all all of their interests aligned but it's definitely heading that direction more and more and uh, I think it's, yeah, I, I think it'll just continue in that direction. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think the bigger thing is just, I think more and more people around the country are, are going to breweries, which I think is a, is a, a nice way for breweries to connect with customers. Yeah. That's what we see globally. It just seems like everybody is gravitating towards their, their local bar and they've got their local beers and, it's really, in a lot of ways, very similar to where the country was uh, 100 years ago when we had all these small breweries. And then we went through this phase where we had this mass-produced corporate beer, which, which is still good. But I think people are just gravitating towards their local brewery. And I'm, I'm sure you see it there at other half, Sam. You probably have your local uh, beer drinkers, the same guys that come in and ask you what's new and and uh, uh i'm guessing that's the case anyway we get a we get a pretty good mix of locals and tourists mm-hmm. there's a lot of there's a lot of beer tourism in new york right now and that's that's also driving the culture is is there an effort to organize that and get tour buses together and, and groups of people to come to other half and the other brewers in for the most part that's not happening um tour buses are kind of hard in new york streets are kind of narrow and but uh i i think that there are some neighborhoods that are where the majority of the breweries are and i think that that's beneficial to to everybody because we kind of get you kind of catch those people that are um just interested in visiting breweries they don't have a specific destination in mind Mm -hmm. um and then Obviously, some people come with an agenda, but it's uh, a little bit of critical mass never hurts. Sure. Yeah. Uh, do you see any changes? Uh, you know, I think one of the things that I think about when I think about New York is uh, kind of the coming holiday seasons, and it's such an iconic place for people to go. 
have you guys already produced your uh, your holiday beers or your winter ales, or or do you even have one that you produce during the uh, Christmas season? Yeah, we we do not do that, um, but I can confirm that that is a busy time of year. In fact, the more the slowest time of the slowest time of year in New York is end of August, beginning of September, and basically they're through the holidays. It's really busy. A lot of a lot of people come to town mm-hmm. during that period. Yep. Well, I would good. say I, I would say in general though that the majority of the New York breweries have kind of gone away from the seasonality approach um, to beers and. It's kind of what's being produced year round is kind of all over the place. Yeah, that's uh, it's a little bit different than what we see on the West Coast because everybody seems to have their seasonal beers, and uh, I know we've got some uh, meetings down in uh, the Bay Area over the next few days. We do our annual strategic planning in a different place, and uh, we're looking forward to going down there. And a few, few of us are. Uh, We'll be swinging into Sierra Nevada. They'll have their celebration ale um, release uh, this weekend. Yep. And, yeah, uh, classic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. over here you got pumpkin ales coming out, and you have your Christmas ales and everything. Yep. So it's definitely different. I'm. Uh, yeah. Yes. I'm the type of guy that likes to keep the vegetables out of the beer, but for <laughs> many people, <laughs> pumpkin ales this time is yep. is uh, pretty popular. I know a lot of your customers. Uh, uh, have pumpkin ales that uh, they they're releasing this time of the year. What's your thought on pumpkin ales, Nicole? Um, I've only tried a couple, and I have not been a huge fan. But I've heard pumpkins are full of vitamins. There you go. There's some health benefits there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, hey Sam, uh, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Um, we look forward to uh, seeing you out here again uh, next harvest uh, for selection. Um, and uh, whether you're uh, brewing beer or watching baseball, we wish you nothing but good hops. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, and yeah, I'll see you guys in Yakima next September. All right, keep making great beer, Sam. If it's anything like what we're tasting here today, you're on the right track. For Thank sure. you so much. Thanks. Thanks, Sam. Take care. Cheers. Thank yep, you. You too. Well, Nicole, you you survived your uh, maiden voyage here on our podcast. It was good to have you uh, pinch hit for us. Uh, any closing thoughts? Who do you want to win the World Series? Who are you rooting for? I, I At the beginning of the playoffs, I predicted it would be Boston and Milwaukee, so I'm kind of pulling for those two teams. Uh, it's awful difficult to root for the Red Sox in my case. Uh, I kind of hope Milwaukee wins it. Um, because they're the Brewers, after all, yes. and used to be the Seattle Pilots way back when. There I'm you go. The only one old enough here to remember that. Uh, but I predicted the Red Sox would win, so either way, I'm going to be happy. I'd be uh, pretty happy with Milwaukee, or I say Houston only because they are in our division and gave us a good spanking. So at least if they're going to beat us that bad, I'd like them to win. That's right. We we had that one uh, series down there in Houston where we swept them in four games. So we yeah. can always, if they win, we can always say, hey, we swept the World Series champions. Exactly. So, so thanks, Nicole, for joining us and for pinch hitting for us today. And uh, uh, we'll have a couple more podcasts, I think, coming up over the next week or two. But uh Thank you to all of our listeners. We really cherish and value both of you.
with that, we'll sign off and uh, say goodbye till next time. Bye.